Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex. And this week, joining us in the studio, we have somebody that we have been strategizing to get in here for a long time. So we're very happy to welcome Adina Neufeld, a facilitator of self-love. And I'm going to pass it over to you, Luca, since you've got well, the yes, strongest connection with Adina. Yeah, we, and we discovered on the way into the studio today that Rebecca has an old connection with Adina, too, that we that we that I, I wasn't aware of. So this is all great. This is... You're connected, we know, to a whole bunch. Welcome, by the way. Thank um, you. You're connected to a whole bunch of other people we've had on the show because you and I came out of the same original network, which was, God, it had to have been about seven years ago now. Like, At it's least. been a while. And so um, we, I could, I could trot through a whole bunch of the people we've had on the show, and we could tell stories about all the connections. But um, suffice to say, one of the things that you and I have been doing over the last couple of years is we both went through B School, which was um, a, a, an online business um, program that helps you to set up online businesses, and um, it's run by a woman named Marie Marie Forleo down in the states, and we got into it and discovered afterwards that we'd both taken it. So you get a lifelong membership, and we've been redoing it each year. So for the last couple of years, we've been getting together during the course of this program, which runs in February and March, I think, or March and April, something like that. And we've been so. we've been redoing and talking about our businesses together. So we really got a chance to get to know one another even better through that. Absolutely, yes. And so through that, I know <laughs> that you've been kind of shifting around in terms of how you define not just your business, but you. Yes. Um, so... I would love to hear from you um, what made you want to do that and and how is that process unfolding? What are you moving from and expanding into? Because you're not letting go of anything really. No, no, I'm not letting go, but it's it's an evolving and it is um, an uncovering and it is a showing up um, as ourselves as as we do. And so I've, over the years that we've met, I've shifted in business and um, there's always been a common thread in there of tapping into one's intuition and really listening to all of the whispers, right? As far as the trail of breadcrumbs that is left for us and, and so transitioning along that way and, and, and really, it's been bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's never really a Nothing's smooth ever ride. S- no. It's funny because no. as you were describing that, I was just thinking about how, okay, I'm getting better at following intuition. I was telling stories about that on the, on the way up the mountain too. And then I was flashing to the times when it's like you still have to go through a blender. Yes. And I was, it, it's like there are some paths we need to, or tracks we need to jump. And it's bumpy as you jump them. And we wouldn't jump them if it wasn't bumpy enough for us to suddenly end up in yes. another path. Because when yeah. I met you, you were selling Stella and Dot. Yes. Styling. 
Yes. Right? It was it was jewelry and it was scarves and bags and things like that. Yeah. And we knew at the time that 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 you were really great at the styling, and you were and you were good at doing the sales and you were good at. Um, motivating a team of people because you had stylists who worked with you I and did. so part of what you did was facilitating them being able to sell and then you decided that you wanted to let that go yeah and you moved over into what you're doing at the moment which mm-hmm. was new in Canada at the time yes yes and and that was beauty counter yeah. um, but that was very much I remember you talking about that and talking about how it had to fit with your values yeah so tell us a little bit more about the values that are behind Beauty Counter for you and what Beauty Counter is, because some people may not have heard of it before. Yeah, absolutely. So Beauty Counter is a the leading clean beauty brand in North America, based out of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. We launched in Canada um, almost four years ago. Yeah, and That went fast. It didn't. It go fast. <laughs> and so where I had been, it was um, it was great, and I loved it. I love connecting with women. And really, the part that I love about working with women and what my mission really is, is to help people take a minute and love themselves, appreciate themselves, and honor themselves. So it could look like in the beginning it was styling and putting on a necklace and it, ju- it, it continued to evolve, but the theme was always the same, although I don't think I really realized it as I was journeying through that. Mm, that's, what, that's pretty common, I think, for all of us, too. We, mm-hmm. we yeah. sort of have an autopilot for our deepest values, yes. and sometimes it takes reflection from the outside before well, we can find... Well, I remember saying to Adina, you're not, you may think you're selling products, <laughs> but, but you're not. You're... You're, you're styling people so that they bring out their best self. Right. Yes, absolutely. And you, and you said, really? Is that, oh, yeah, that is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you went deep pretty quick, but <laughs> as Luca has a tendency to do, my goodness. And yeah, so it evolved, right? So I was there and then it just, it wasn't, there was an internal dissonance. Like Rebecca, you talked about that kind of bumpiness, right? And so there was this sort of scratchiness and this discomfort of this, my desire to do something more. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the same time, I have, I'm, I'm like really honestly a, a self described girly girl and so I have these awesome beauty habits and you know all like all of those things and I had this awareness that perhaps my beauty habits were not serving my health and Mm -hmm. my mom um, died of ovarian cancer when she was like in her 50s she was quite young and so I had this awareness of like okay like all putting all these lotions on our, our largest organ how is that perhaps having an effect on our our health and so in particular concerned about hormone disruption and so i've always been a seeker always walking up and down the aisles and you know reading all the fine print on all the bottles and jars right totally and being really confused but doing my best and seeking out things that were natural organic and all of those things but not really fully understanding it and so probably it was about well it was about five years ago i heard of this company was only available in the states and I've, this is like 
actually what I've been looking for, the solution I've been looking for. They've done all of the homework in terms of all of the safety. They care about people. They care about the environment as a certified B Corp. And I just wanted to get my hands on the product. And so my girlfriend started shipping, you know, the contraband to me across the border <laughs> so that I could try it all out. So I was really using it for about a year before we even launched in Canada. And so I was full on putting it through its paces because if something's good for me, I will try it. But if it's not performing, then I'm out. Sorry. And you can't represent it. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to consume it. You wouldn't want it. to. Yeah. 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 So then when I knew they were coming to Canada, it was like this no-brainer for me because it hit all of it hit all of the markers for me. It hit, you know, it hit making a difference. It it hit, you know, beauty counter is meant to be counter to the beauty industry, mm. to reform the beauty industry as we know it today. And so you know what our our beauty habits and and being beautiful ought not to be harm potentially harmful to our health so they've been selling us all these products the industry has been selling us products that are supposed to do all these wonderful things for us but they're not doing wonderful things on a chemical level yes. or, or on a hormone level yes and beauty counters got this list we do of all the things they're not putting in their products but they also have a a commitment that they identify everything that's in them Yes, transparency is is queen, yeah. and so knowing because that, that made me feel better. Did it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because there's so many things that are in what we consume that they're not telling us because there's no law anywhere that says they have to divulge that particular thing. Yes. Yes. So this goes beyond what the legal requirements are. Correct. Yeah, and it's surprising because in Canada we assume that. Well, we're in Canada. Everything's cool, right? You know, mm -hmm. we're protected by all these things. And yeah. so I was surprised in this journey of many years mm -hmm. to discover that the legislation really is, is not as strict as it could be. So in particular, you know, the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, which... Mm -hmm which is what uh, regulates the beauty industry, there's, there's holes in there, and we do need safer beauty laws. And so what you're speaking of in terms of disclosure of ingredients has to do in particular with fragrance, and I'm using air quotes right now with fragrance as an ingredient. and Because um, that's like proprietary, right? Proprietary. There's yeah. like up to 3,000 like, like ingredients can be labeled as fragrance and and we don't know what's inside and so with beauty counter and more companies are starting to do this it's about disclosing everything that's that's inside so then you can make an informed choice right. and decide mm -hmm. if you want to use it or not use it yeah. so really we're we're about a few different things one is sharing the education because you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. um, and the other is providing solution through product which you know, it works freaking amazing. And yep. then, and the third is actually to advocate for change. And so the company has been active in advocating at, in Washington, going to the White House. Um, last year, a group of consultants went to Parliament Hill and met with MPs and also Health Canada. I know for myself, I've met with my MP for three years in a row to talk about the need for safer beauty laws. And I feel like for me, it's, it's honestly, this has helped me find my voice mm. that had mm -hmm. been quiet. I think sometimes as women, as moms, we lose our, our place. And it has helped me find my voice and realize that we have this voice and we can use it and it's okay that we take up space. 
Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's 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 more than a little sad and tragic that we need to find that voice. We're not really equipped with it. We're kind of trained out of it oftentimes We're in a society. It has been that way. I think our new generation coming up is a little stronger in it. We're doing a bit better. Um, I'm curious to hear from you more about what is what is the advocacy around? You said it was around beauty laws or beauty-related laws. Yeah. So what kinds of things are, are you advocating for change? What do you see... What do we want to see shifting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, in the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, um, there is that fragrance loophole. Mm -hmm. So um, companies can have the ingredient listed as fragrance, which is a catch-all for potentially up to 3,000 different chemicals. Oh, wow. And so what we are looking for, what I'd like to see, honestly, for my kids, Mm -hmm. is is that they, there there is no secret. So there is no proprietary thing. It's like we can see all of the different ingredients in there. If we put it on our bodies, then we have right to know what it is. Yes, absolutely. And oftentimes things are hiding in there in that fragrance catch also and or parfum in Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's let's let's be transparent. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is that in the EU, where they tend to be ahead of the game in pretty much, well, a lot of things, they have a list of 1,400 different chemicals that have been banned or restricted from their personal care products. And I believe that's been for like a decade or so. And in Canada, our hot list is about between 600 and 700. And... The hot list is not codified into law, so it's kind of like a suggestion. Yeah. So you will, f- you can still find those ingredients that are on the hot list in our products that are on sale on the shelves and available in Canada, even if they're at like you know your super health food store that says it's organic and um, and natural. I'm using my air quotes again on the natural. Cause yeah, because you can define natural anything. as anything you want it to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Mm. interesting to me. It makes me think of um, how many people I encounter these days who have such high chemical sensitivities. Mm -hmm. And that has just, like, ballooned, it seems Mm -hmm. to me, over the last few decades. Um, And I think there's been so much, and maybe it's this kind of labeling, it's after this kind of practice, is what has allowed the exposure, overexposure, to a lot Mm -hmm. of these things that really were never meant to be topically applied to a body <laughs> or in our even you know yeah. washed in the our yeah, dryer that, sheets mm-hmm. and oh and uh, um, room deodorizers and mm-hmm. cleaning products and because we're breathing yeah. it in right yeah. yeah well thank you for the work that you're doing there and also to beauty counter for for you know bringing that here you're bringing it the awareness even to the public, which is part mm-hmm. of I think what's needed, right? Yeah, I, yes. That's why I asked. It's like, well, okay, yeah. well, there's advocacy. I'm into advocacy, but what am I advocating for? <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this is another level of it. I mean, there's a lot of it that happens where it's just educating people on what are more better choices. Yes. But then going to the regulating authorities to say, come on, come on, let's let's make the structures around until this we push for it. It's not going to happen. Accountable. Yeah. And it's slow moving, really. <laughs> I would imagine it would be. But what I found interesting, and I've never really used, I've never used my voice to advocate before. I was so quiet, didn't realize that I could use my voice. In meeting with the MPs, they really do care, which probably shouldn't sound shocking, but I was surprised. <laughs> right? They would sit down and listen. 
right? You, and then yeah. you just demystified a whole process. It's true, though. Yeah. I think yeah. I think you're probably the second person that I've met that has said that they've met with an MP. Which, mm-hmm. in the number of people that I know, maybe some of them, more of them, have met with MPs. But it's not really a thing that the general f- person goes out to do. Mm-hmm. But we can. Yes, it's our right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. this is this is the part that we have such a disconnect as people going about our lives. Maybe we'll show up and we'll vote, but we don't stop to realize that that we do have a voice and that yeah. there are people who whose job it is to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And we live in a country where, thank God, there is a, still a willingness to listen and hopefully act. And we must use that, or we. <laughs> It's sort of like the use it or lose it kind of thing, right? Absolutely. And one of the first questions that I was asked by my MP was, well, they wanted to know who who was involved in in their constituency. Like, who's concerned about this? How many consultants are there? You know, and who who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. And and so the more people that do speak up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does yeah. make an impact because then they yeah. realize that it is a going concern. Yeah. Yeah. So you've activated your voice and you said that you realize in your past it was kind of quiet. Um, what has that door opened for you now? Because that's, that's now swung wide. And I bet you that was sort of almost like a window that's on the ceiling. Where it's like, I didn't even know that was there. Oh, my gosh. Now what other possibilities are out there? What are you noticing is happening for you now that you've kind of found that voice. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a fantastic vehicle and I've I found that it's it's helped me boost my confidence and I it's not it's so funny it sounds contradictory in on the one hand that I said my voice felt I didn't feel I had very much of a voice and now I do, but I also didn't think I was not confident. Right. Right. And so it's like you said, the window blowing open up above, right? And so uh, what that's done with for me and through this business is uh, really helping other women find their voice, connect to their voice. And particularly, I work with a lot of moms um, through Beauty Counter who are on my team and um, who are also building business, who resonate with the message and also want to share the education. And so finding their footing, particularly women, we are so giving all the time. We talked about this in the car ride up of all the different strings. We're like this ball of light and then all of the strings are, all of our energy is leaking out like (laughs) on all of these different places. And so it's it's calling that back, calling Mm. that energy back so that we can be whole and show up brighter, and impact people more strongly mm-hmm. in a loving way. Yeah. Yeah. So so one of the things that's happened with with Beauty Counter is it's run by a woman. Yes. Right? And the the sales teams are predominantly women. Yes, and a few good men. And a few good men. And we all have daughters. Yes. And nieces and granddaughters and whatever else. And so and you have a daughter. You have a son too, mm-hmm. who is one of the few good males, right? Because yes. because he's growing up with you as a mother, um, and I and I remember you saying why you were why you were doing a home based business in the first place was because you had little kids in school, yeah, and your little kids are now bigger and older and mm-hmm. wiser, and mm-hmm. how is the cho- how are the choices that you've been making as you've gone along this journey affected your family unit because I, I it has to be more than your kids yeah I mean I'm sure this is affecting your husband as well yes because <laughs> as you change and learn and grow yeah that affects your relationship and what what have you noticed 
Absolutely. Um, well, he's. I have to give him a shout out. He's probably listening now, but he's he's super supportive, <laughs> very supportive spouse, and um, it's impacted us in terms of well finances, frankly. Because if I wasn't this this really for me, I got into this industry a decade ago on accident really, as I followed something shiny and I got invited to a party and <laughs> fell down the rabbit hole and suddenly I was in this in this business. And and I was off looking for a job initially, like a job job. <laughs> and um, and so it's allowed it's allowed so many things. It's allowed A us us to be at home. It's allowed me to connect with different communities of women and um, create space together it has with my husband and and contributing to the family it's allowed for vacations it's allowed for paying for braces all of those like really totally not sexy things it it really is it is a real business as as you would have it's a, a very powerful vehicle and in a way a transparent business because your kids see you in business. I mean, your husband goes out to work. Right. They don't see what he does. Right. Right? But they see what you do. Yes. Yeah. They hear it when you're on the phone. They see you working on things. They they see you, you know, you've been, you've been doing um, Instagram, the, what do you call it, the little videos on Instagram. The stories. And, yeah, yes. you're doing the little story. I mean, you've been doing a lot of stuff that's on social media. So they're, and the, and the kids are witnessing all of this. Yes. So they they know who who you are in terms of your values, but they also know who you are in terms of your profession and your work ethic and all of the things that that go with that, yes. right? Which is which is not something um, I really got to see with my mother. I didn't see my mother as a working person, right? Yeah, I didn't. And and even even with kids who have working mothers who go out to an office somewhere, they know she works, but they don't see her working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a good point. It's so well. I mean, my my kids. I started in this industry when my son was, I think he was three, and so they're teenagers now. And I get a lot of eye rolling and whatever. And I think, well, they don't <laughs> really give a hoot what I do. But it was interesting. My daughter was at a volunteer session for Soul Girls. I don't know if you've had Ashley Wiles in here. I'll give her a little plug. And well, I've, I've been going after her. But okay, got that far yet? Yep. And so uh, my daughter was volunteering there, and they had this session for the vo- the volunteers because she was volunteering to. She wanted to be a mentor to the younger kids in this running club. Anyway, so they were presented with a scenario of how they would. How would you deal with this situation if if one of these young children came to you in this? And she says, Mom, I was, like, with a university student, and I was with so-and-so and and whatever, and and they weren't answering, so I spoke up. (laughs) And what she shared with them was almost verbatim (laughs) what she had heard in a coaching call or many coaching calls that I do with the women on my team. And I was just, I was shocked that it went in. She heard, it went in, and now it's coming out of her again. Exactly. That's amazing. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you just tuning in to us, um, you're listening to Essential Conversations with Luca and Rebecca. And our guest today is uh, Adina uh, Neufeld, who w- she's calling herself a facilitator of self-love. And so we'll, we'll get a little further into 
what that iteration of you is um, in as as we move a little bit further into the cult. But feels like it's time for one of our songs. Exactly. Yes. Which one would you like to listen to first? How about October? Okay. Would you like to tell us before or after why you picked this song as one of your? Um, I guess before it is. This is a song I listen to every October, which sounds so cliche. Um, <laughs> fall is my favorite season, and I feel like it—it's a shedding, a shedding of, mm. a shedding of limiting beliefs, a shedding of all that does not serve us. And I find it really well. It's a beautiful song, but I just find it cleansing mm. and grounding. Nice. Okay. Well, we're gonna cleanse and ground. <laughs> for a few minutes here with Adina and we'll be uh, back in the studio in just a few minutes to uh, go down that rabbit hole with Adina a little bit more. You're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca, and our guest today is Adina Neufeld, the facilitator of self-love, which is, I love how big that is. It's just, yes, all of that. (laughs) And we just listened to her first song request for the day, which is U2's October. And that was really pretty. I don't think I've heard that before. And I love you too. And I listened to lots. I've missed that one somehow. Wow. Okay. Add (laughs) it to your faves. Yeah, no kidding. It's good. 
So for anybody who's listening uh, who would like to know about these songs, we do tweet out links to them on YouTube. Um, we're not tweeting on YouTube. We're drinking. <laughs> we're tweeting out the YouTube link. Um, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, you can find us at uh, Essential Conv, which is Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. And we, um, Rebecca is sitting here tweeting things out as we go along. So links and... Uh, a special little, yeah, special little captured bits of what our guests are saying that we think are lovely, and uh, so that's that's going on throughout the show. If you'd like to come and connect with us there, oh, and we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page which is Essential Conversations, uh, same spelling, but. Uh, we get to put the whole conversations <laughs> word in there because they, they don't limit us in terms of characters. So, Adina, you've brought some show and tell. I have. Yes. Let's yes. talk about some of these items so we can okay. dig into what they mean to you. Well, I so I brought lipstick, which perhaps is not a surprise given <laughs> what we're talking about. But the lipstick is my... So my late mother always had red lipstick on. So it didn't matter what she was in a hurry and she was one of those kind of like uber uber asian moms you know like always running around and and basically serving the kids um and the hubs and but she would she would take a minute and she would apply this this her lipstick and it was part of like her self-care routine that's where i learned some of my girliness um like Mm -hmm. like my routine from you know when i turned 13 she was like okay it's time we take care of your skin we're gonna get you on a regimen and Mm -hmm. so for me it was a ritual the lipstick and the self-care was a ritual that my mom taught me it's a connection to my mom Mm -hmm. and um it's also just that moment of taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. so i talked to so many people that i don't even have five minutes i don't you know and i'm like but why not? Why not have that application of lipstick? Sure, it makes us look good, but it's about the feeling on the inside in your heart. And it's acknowledging yourself and I'm I'm worth five minutes. I'm worth I'm worth that effort. So it's really about a celebration of of yourself. And so that's why I brought the mm. lipstick along is is part of that. It's and a mom connection. It's a mom connection. And a self love connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that ritual of washing your face or it could be shaving your legs or doing whatever the heck you're doing is why not that be that a gift to your yourself? Because we're all running around all the time. And so rather than I have to do it, mm-hmm. I get to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's where the self-determination piece comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than doing a thing that somebody else says you should do for yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing what actually makes you feel good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good reminder, especially for all of us who've been moms where we you fall off the top of the totem pole. As soon as you have a kid, you're just you're at the bottom. It just is how it is. Kids yeah. need the need to be the priority so that they live. Bottom line, we need them <laughs> yeah. to live. Yeah. We need them I to live. That's our first job. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, remembering that to put ourselves back in there, whatever yeah. that looks like for us, that actually nourishes us supports us makes us remember who we are as an individual yes rather than just the one that's taking care of all these other beings exactly yeah rather than the doer and the one having all that responsibility it's the me role as opposed to the mama role or the yeah. wife role or the employee yeah. role or the boss role exactly and it's so simple right it's so it can simple. be so simple yeah and so yeah that's it's part of of the ritual Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and I think that 
kind of rolls nicely into um, your your sort of self-branding, which seems almost like a contradiction, but it isn't. Tell us about how you're you're looking to create a more for yourself beyond your beauty counter role. Right. And what are you taking with you from beauty counter that's still part of the you with a capital Y? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, it is really, for me, it is, is connecting. It, It is, it is consistent with what I've been doing with my business and as you say, taking it outside. So it's connecting with women, especially moms, and just helping them see themselves and acknowledge themselves and take a minute to do that. And so with my my decade in direct sales, I have had the privilege of meeting a lot of women and coaching a lot of women on, on my sales teams. And business coaching, as you, you ladies well know, is life coaching. And so part of what I'm doing outside of, of that particular vehicle, that business, is taking the coaching, um, taking the coaching to other, other people outside of, of my business. And so I've, I'm a Discover Your Sacred Gifts guide, um, which is a program that it's a framework that helps people connect with their their sacred gifts, their unique superpowers that we're born with. And I find in working with women that a lot of the times we we are we are lost and we've forgotten or maybe never knew what our secret sauce is. I like that term, secret sauce. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so then we're drifting, and it's almost like being a pinball in a machine. You're bouncing from one thing to another thing, whether it be kids' activities or um, a corporate job, because I had a, you know, kind of a soul-sucking corporate career job at one point, too. And so it's, it's just it's taking a reset and saying, let's shine a light and look inside and see what juicy freaking awesomeness you have in there. And and how we can bring that out. And when you find that thing, what I found with my clients is that even in the soul sucking job they might have been doing, it was still there. Yes. Like it's it's the one thing that they cannot force underground. Mm-hmm. If they if they ignore it, it's gonna come up and whack them in the face. Yes. Because it is who they are. They can't they can't submerge it. Yes. So in a way, it, it's the persistent thing that keeps coming up and saying, boing, here I am again. You're going to look at me this time? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then usually there's then when in, it's easy to see in retrospect. Oh, that's how that was coming out. That's how that gift was coming out. And so the power in identifying what that unique sacred gift is, is that then you can do it on purpose. Right in in a way that is meaningful to you, and and of service to other people, and let it feed you. Yes. So, what's yours? Well, there's there's in the in the sacred gifts. Such a good question. In the mm-hmm. sacred gifts program, like in the framework, there's twenty four, mm-hmm. um, and so I will. One of mine would be um, the gift of encouragement, and so that is the ability to to hold space for people and see them and allow them to be seen and and to share so which is so 
powerful. Like yeah. we can, you can say it, you can just roll it off your tongue, right? But when you're on the receiving end of that, it it's like it unlocks something in you. Yeah. Just like my guides have always said to me, never underestimate the power of witnessing. And there's a lot of witnessing in what you've just described. Yes. Right. It's it's somebody to, when somebody really feels seen, like I'm I am, yeah. I am here. I deserve space, um, and it, it comes back into, I mean, this is there in everything you do, right? Yeah. It's that I am worthy. It is, it mm. is reflecting that back yeah. to that person. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we lose that. It's so easy to lose yeah. that message, in, and not just for women, but, f but for men, too. Yep. Um, you know, they go out there and they bang their drum in that very linear world so much. Um, and and I think that we do a great dis disservice to them by by making out that that whole yin feminine side of themselves, as opposed to female, but feminine, um, anybody of any any sexual um, preference has that in them, right? Absolutely. And, and or we you, should or be able to bring it out. Gender orientation, I think, is what you're yes. thinking. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Um, it doesn't matter how we identify ourselves. We, we all have this combination of, of um, ways of looking at the world and ways of being in the world that are in us. And when we shut them down in any of us, it doesn't matter if we're children or men or women or whatever, that we're... It, it deserves to come out. It totally, it does. Right? And I think in, right now, there is so much pressure for us to be doing, 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 and achieving, and achieving. And then when I get to this level, or when I do this, then I'm going to be worthy, or then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And so it is really knocking that off and being yes. like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I already am. You have it going yeah. on right now. Yeah. Exactly as yeah. you are. Yes. Take up the space. <laughs> use your voice. Show up and and shine. And so it sounds so simple, yet in practice, it's really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So how is this coming out for you now? Is this... Does it show up as a as a, a new service that you're offering? Yes. So I um, I have an online program where I do take people who are interested in discovering their unique sacred gifts uh, through a program. It is online, and we meet by video conference. And there's four calls, and I'm kicking another one off in mid February. And it is cool because it's not me who has the answer. It's you who has the answer. Yep. And so what I do is I am a guide and I help, you know, walk you down the path. But you're the one who knows what your gifts are. And so it's like it's revealing it. It's an uncovering. Again, I get to witness it and and be a guide. Yeah. yeah. So if people wanted to get involved in that with you, how do they find you? So they can find me. Uh, my website is adinasocial.com, and I am at adinasocial on Instagram and also Facebook. So, and, and Rebecca's tweeting this out. So that's a great place to come back and, and look for it. But also, what, where did the social come from? <laughs> that's a good question. I, um, 
it's I'm an introvert at heart, actually. And so and yet people are always surprised, but it's I get my energy from from quiet. Um, it's about connecting. It's about connecting in person, socializing. It's about connecting on social media. It is that that heart, that heart connection and and seeing one another and creating community. That's what that's So do about. you have a, a symbol for this? Do I have, it's a crystal. It's a crystal. <laughs> yes. Do, so, because uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this because I'm just rebranding myself. Okay. Um, so, I, like, is there, a, is there a logo for the Adina Social piece of what, of what you're doing? I, I imagine there's a, a logo for this system where you're the guide. Right. But, yeah, but separate to do that. you have anything? Or are you working on anything? And what's that process like for you? Yeah, that's continuing to evolve because yeah. of the perfectionist, you know, the, the recovering perfectionist in me. Uh, right now it is a crystal because I usually mm -hmm. have them in my pockets and I use them to set intentions. And we have a whole bunch of citrine sitting here with us right now. And so that's what I have for the moment. And then it will probably evolve. Who knows, right? It's that yeah. permission to continuously allow yourself to change. And if there's one thing that's really coming out through this conversation, it's the fact that you've been evolving ever since I met you. Yes. Right? Like this, so. it doesn't stop. And when you get this set up, that's not going to stop either. Yeah. Like it, 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 you're on, you're on your way to more of you, whatever that turns out to be. Right. Um, and this is all because we've had all these conversations over coffee for a couple of years now around, around what, where is it that you were going and, you know, when we talked about where was I going and how was that changing. And when you, when you redo your website, that's really an, a process of exploration, right? I mean, it, you end up with a website. Yes. But websites now are interactive, right? You, Very much. You're, you're going in. I mean, you're, it's interactive with you, never mind the person who comes and visits your site. Uh, because you're going in there and updating things and putting video in and doing well, all the different things that you do to express who you are. Yeah. Um, so, so this was, we had many long conversations about, about what did you want to put on there. Yeah, because you kicked my ass a lot of the times. So you're like, <laughs> get on with it already, girl. Go show up. Well, and does it have to be perfect because how you're perfectly in process, right? Absolutely. Um, but you do have to get to a point where you've, where you've sort of nailed down enough of it to have a website that, that conveys something. Yep. Right. <laughs> Go figure. Right. And I know. Then, and, and so, and you get, you have enough conversations, and you think, oh, okay, it's starting to gel now. Yes. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you're a much further along with this now than when we were talking about it. You know, April last year. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This I is, think this is that, feeling yeah. more solid. Um, because mm. it was sort of a wish to begin with. Mm. And and I think this is just so important to explore. And, and you know, the look on your face right there was sort of like, whoa, you know, it's a wish. But that's yeah. where it all starts. That's where it starts. Right? We can't, yeah. nothing can be made manifest and real in this world if we yeah. haven't done the wish, if we haven't done the dream, if we haven't done the imagination, if we haven't spent time in that zone, like calling it through. Yeah. So desiring yeah, it's something. the first step. Yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. allowing, right? Yeah. It's the allowing. Yeah. It's the closing your eyes and being, waving your magic wand and yeah. being, what, what do I actually really want? Or Absolutely. what would, I was talking to uh, someone on my team today and we were talking about what does your perfect day look like? Where are you waking up? Who are you waking up with? Yeah. So it's, it's, hmm. it's 
throwing down, shedding all that stuff, and allowing yourself to to go there, and not worry about the how. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it isn't just the structure of your day; it's the flavor of your day. Because I remember mm-hmm. talking to you one day about about having ritual time to to be grateful, and you said that you you could do it in the in the car with, with the kids when you were taking them to school. Yes, my captives. Yes. <laughs> but I've got it, that too. <laughs> but that was modeling it for the kids, right? Yes. yes. And it was a fun thing to do because it's positive. Yes. Yes. Um but it's but you're in you're in process all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is something that I mean that's something I think that's kept me sane through all the bumps of life and and you know working with creating mental, positive, healthy mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and getting out of depression and anxiety and, and those things. There's all these tools that, that come out of it. And having a, a solid gratitude practice is so grounding. And uh, I lead that for my, my team. I, I do that at home. I do that with, with the kids in the morning on the way to school for carpool. I make everyone say their, make them mm-hmm. like a mom, uh, say what their intention is for the day mm-hmm. in an I am statement. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love it. You're leading the kids oh, to school. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. an I based statement. Yes. No, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. I would do the same thing. I love it. Are we ready for another song? We are. It is like perfectly timed here. So your second song choice for today is Katie Lang's Hallelujah. Considering we're talking it's about gratitude song. and the yeah. touching in on these things, it feels really appropriate. Would you like to tell us why you chose this song before or after? I think we'll just let it roll right Okay, now. sounds good. Alright, we're going to take a listen to Katie Lang's wonderful song here and then we'll rejoin Adina here in the studio um, and we'll find out where she's going next.
this room and I've walked the floor Used to live alone before I knew you But I've seen your flag on the marble arch Our love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken Hallelujah Hallelujah Welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. Our guest today is Adina Neufeld. We just listened to her second song request for today, which was Katie Lang's Hallelujah. And as it was playing, we were all just sitting here thinking, it just speaks for itself. It's just so big. It's so powerful. I can't help but get lost into it. But she's <laughs> got a big, powerful plays. voice. Talk about finding your voice. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. she's always said what she wanted to say and needed to say unapologetically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. sort of that um, being counter, like standing in your mm-hmm. own truth. And even if it's counter to what everyone thinks you ought to be doing, just doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I love Leonard Cohen's song, but there's something so powerful when she sings it yeah. that just gives me goosebumps and makes me get yeah. lost. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So I told everybody that when we came back, we'd start asking questions about where are you going next? What's your learning edge, your growing edge? What's my growing edge? Where Mm -hmm. am I going? That's a good question. Well, I'm following the shiny, as Luca would say. (laughs) I am following my curiosity, and I think it is 
speaking up more, doing um, some workshops and sharing what I know. You know, I think a lot of the times we feel, or I know I've felt, it's like, oh, I don't really know anything, or, or everybody knows this. But then it's, it's, it's so not true. So, so standing up and, and sharing more of, of who I am, to be honest, and all of my woo-ness, like my woo-woo. And so I know I've been coming out more in a way to my team and sort of what are my, my ritual practices that I do in, in business and how is it that things can be so flowy and have so much synchronicity and it, and, and, the intention setting process and what that might look like and the the gratitude processes and all of these things that I kind of take for granted but is actually part of the recipe of of why things flow so well often in in my business so I'm doing that more I feel like I'm showing up more as myself and if people don't like it well then that's too bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know yeah it it, I've been hearing this from quite a number of guests lately, mostly women, and it really is another kind of coming out when, especially in the business zone, mm-hmm. we allow those processes and methods that we actually are using on a day-to-day basis that guide our decision-making, and we allow those to be revealed, mm-hmm. even though at usually at a time in our past they were mocked they were made fun of we've been very made very clear by rational thinkers the way that society works whatever that this methodology that we use that has worked for us um is not on or you know well, or we were allowed to be or, at the table if we didn't reveal yeah. anything that wasn't allowed to be at the table <laughs> right right and so yeah. And I now can't. we're saying we've been at the table for a long time now. And, and the way we stayed at the table is because we were doing all these things yeah. that right. we didn't tell you about because you guys didn't want to hear about them. Right. And Luca, you were referring earlier to the the masculine approach for things versus the feminine approach. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is not about actual gender. This is about um, where we're sourcing. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, in the end, it is about wholeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we sourcing from both sides, the yin yeah. and the yang? Yeah. And it's... Yeah. And it's about breaking the stereotypes of uh, a what makes a successful business, b what is what is womanhood, what is manhood. You know, all of these things. We're deconstructing these things, and by coming out with these things, Adina, you're you're showing your elements, which right. gives people yeah. the permission to experiment, perhaps, with yeah. something new that they never I considered mean, you, you legitimate before. You can't set goals until you dare to dream, right? And dreaming yeah. is the feminine, right? It's the allowing again. It's the allowing, right? the flowing, yeah. Very much so. And the, the le- that little bit of dissatisfaction. Like, it's not quite right yet. Mm-hmm. I, if I could just have more of this, um, or if I could just try that. Yeah. Um, and, and I know you do that. You, you were experimenting with dancing last year. Oh, yes. And, and so we don't have time to go all into the dancing. But, but, you, but you went out there and you outside your comfort zone. Yes. And you tried out something new. I was dancing in high heels, and I thought yeah. I was too old to learn things <laughs> and inappropriate. Out you weren't doing those things, and um, it just it gave me it added to the courage. And so that's I think following the shiny. To your point, Rebecca, it's like mm-hmm. what do the next things do? Like what mm-hmm. are the next steps? It yeah. is continuing to be curious mm-hmm. and following down that path. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And knowing it won't kill you. It, it may be a little uncomfortable for a little bit and you may not stay with it, but it doesn't kill you. And it probably shows you parts of yourself that you didn't know so much about before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It boosts the confidence, the creativity, and mm-hmm. and it transcends all areas of your life. And a seemingly yeah. odd thing that has nothing to do with anything, mm-hmm. it's actually everything. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. Smackdown. And that's just about where we need to end the program anyways. Yes. That feels like just the perfect little encapsulating finish. Yes. Adina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much really for having lovely. me. My goodness. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And was it worth it? Yeah. All the weight? All the shifting here and there. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I should be saying it was worth it from our side, really. Oh, yeah. Because it absolutely I was, I knew too. you'd be great once yeah. you got in here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for your patience. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Luca, have you got anything coming on, coming up that you would yeah, like to Yeah, I'm, I'm know playing about? on Leap Year this year. We've got an extra day on the 29th of February, and I'm going to be up in North Vancouver doing a reading circle. So if anybody's interested, that's on my website. And what have you got happening? I've got my first Blossom House about to open. Yay! And it all just came together, zhvoop, like that, like nothing within the last week oh. and a half. So very excited so about that. So that's a home that's for, um, it's going to be for a single mom and their child. And then we're plunking in the other pieces. This house is specifically going to be supportive for, um, we're going to have some trans um, safety transitional space. We're going to have um, possibly some other single moms who are aging out of care, you know, basically like babies with babies who are going to come in and be in this space as well. And we're just really excited as all the pieces come together and get us started. Yes. Yay. Yay. We'll have to talk more about that another day because it warrants uh, its own space. Yes. Yeah. And in the meantime, I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalex.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh, Happy, 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 happy. Boing, 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 boing.